What's the party going to do when there are more young women like this young woman who has awakened to what they're doing? She does not want to live in the world they're creating for her. So we need to find more ways to force party members to live in the world they're creating for us, such as busing illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. They're already being trafficked. The party has no problem with actual coyotes, the name of people who smuggle people across the border. Oh, and by the way, often rape them, steal from them, abuse them while they're bringing them across the border. They have no problem with that. They've never wanted to talk about that. But all of a sudden, Ron DeSantis is a human trafficker. We need more young women like this. And so we need more tactics like Martha's Vineyard, forcing the party to live in the world they're creating for others. I'm a math major, so I'm a STEM major. And in my school, they're starting to bring in social justice into STEM. And I already, I've talked to the school and with my department, and I'm like, why are you doing this? Why are you bringing in something in something that has to do with social justice that has nothing to do with STEM? And they, the excuse that they want, that they bring to me is because of minorities, poor minorities. I'm a minority, I'm Hispanic and I am a woman. And I'm like, I'm not a victim and I don't need you to feel sorry for me. We don't need social justice. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, Here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Huge thanks to my friends at Bulwark Capital Management, my brother there, Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer, Bulwark Capital Management. From the very beginning, first in the door, they're at knowyourriskradio.com. The um, Bible is very clear. We are to treat the least of these as we would treat ourselves or as we would want to be treated. The Bible is very clear that... People who want to immigrate to a country have laws to follow. And they're to follow the laws of that country. These things are not colliding. The United States has been the home for immigrants, well, since its beginning. We are 5% of the world's population. We've taken in 20% of the world's displaced peoples. And in all likelihood, more than that now, because of the open borders policy. There, when there's open borders, the other way to say that is no borders. And the Democrats are openly fine with this. They celebrate it. They openly don't care that drug cartels traffic people while they traffic drugs. They've, you don't hear them talk about that as trafficking, but all of a sudden, Ron DeSantis is a trafficker. And the abuse that's heaped upon people who are brought across the border, particularly kids, it's unspeakable. I, I know you probably read about the case of the young woman. Uh, or No, pardon me. She's a girl. She's not a young woman. She's a girl who was um, examined for rape. And about 20 men had raped her on her journey across the border. But yes, Ron, Ron DeSantis is the human trafficker. So the Bible is also very clear about something else, and that is that people who are given power to steward are not to set up different rules for themselves. Bosses are to treat their employees like they would be treated. You know, the, the language of servants in the Bible, you can think of that as employees because most people in Rome at that time were servants. There's a very famous passage in the Bible where two of the apostles asked the Lord Jesus, who amongst us is the greatest? And the Lord corrects that. Uh, none of you. To be first in heaven, you need to be last on earth. 
You need to serve and not be served. But the structure and what the party is attempting to create for themselves is far different for what they attempt to create for us. And that was one of the reasons why it was brilliant of Tucker Carlson to suggest sending illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. Because Martha's Vineyard is a sanctuary city, a sanctuary island. They proudly state it. Well, until they're given an opportunity to be that sanctuary. And it goes to the very center of what is social justice posing. And it goes to the very center of why rich people like this in Martha's Vineyard vote for leftists of the party. Because it gives them an opportunity to do that famous thing of virtue signaling, to say, I am a good person because of whom I vote for or for whom I vote. Meanwhile, Mitch McConnell has said what? Nothing. Kevin McCarthy has said what? Nothing. They have an opportunity to take the rampant, violently obvious hypocrisy of the leftist portion of the party and put it on display, but they will not. Because the Democrats are open about loving open borders. The Republicans can't come right out and say, we have to do the same thing because the CEO roundtable and the Chamber of Commerce demand it. They don't get to do that. So they play the game. Here's Tucker Carlson months ago making the suggestion. As of 2019, only 3% of all people, all residents in Egertown were born outside of this country. So do the math. That's 17 people total. That's effectively zero diversity, which means zero strength. They are begging for more diversity. Why not send migrants there in huge numbers? Let's start with 300,000 and move up from there. As the island gets stronger, more. Well, 50. (laughs) 50 broke the back of Martha's Vineyard. And off they sent these illegal immigrants to a military base. They could have erected the tent for Barack Obama, the same tent where they stored 500 people as they partied in that in that super spreader event, as you recall, the super COVID spreader event. So we need to find more techniques like this. Cammie Harris is an open borders fan. Cammie Harris doesn't think we should have borders. Cammie Harris lives in a house we let her live in Because right now we're to call her vice president. This is the Secret Service guarding the fence around the home in which we let Cammie Harris live. We're just watching our uh, residents. Were you you notified that they were coming, that these migrants would be showing up? I have no comment. Do you know where they where they need to go from here? Or are you just trying to make sure they stay away from the fence? I have no comment. Yeah, just uh, make sure that everybody's safe and away from our fence. So, Cammie Harris isn't open borders. And we all know this. And Mitch McConnell says what? We need to find more ways to make these people live in the rules they're creating for the rest of us. We need more of this to begin with. We need more activity like the school boards. We'll talk about that next hour because Hank Johnson, very famous for, uh, I'm afraid that the island of Guam uh, will will, uh, capsize, is saying that the parents who went to school board meetings are the same thing as what happened on January 6th. He says it was a coordinated attack, the same thing. So we need more moments like this with people like Hank Johnson to give Hank an opportunity to live in the world he's creating, such as, hey, Hank, you don't get to speak out in Congress. You're attacking us. You don't get to speak. 
Republicans, if they understood this game, they would create a bill, the Hank Johnson bill. Hank doesn't get to speak because he made people feel afraid. It's an opportunity to show them for what they are. There are 8,000 illegal immigrants entering the country each day. And I've noticed something. Fox News is now saying migrants. Yes, they're migrants. They're illegal migrants. We know they're illegal because it is not legal to cross the border at those points. A legal entry into the United States takes place at a port of entry. So Fox is playing the migrants game, changing the language. Just as they play the game where they pretend that men are women, Fox does. This is in Seattle, in the separate country of Seattle and Portland. This is normally called the nimbyism. And it's a terrible sin. So this is a woman from Martha's Vineyard standing on her very, very beautiful porch. It's a colonial porch. Utterly beautiful. And she says it's a big problem. 50 people on her island. Not in my backyard. That's what nimbyism means. Not in my backyard, but in your backyard. In the backyard of Texas and Arizona. Yes, 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 because that's far removed from her. This is right in a spotlight the world that these people are trying to create for us as they remain utterly insulated from it. You can't be more insulated than Martha's Vineyard. Are there any high rises at Martha's Vineyard? No. Is there anything above three stories? Well, no, the houses there are three stories. Is there any high rise office building or apartment building? No, gosh, no, that would ruin the view. That would ruin the the island nature. I doubt there's any chain restaurants there. I doubt there's any Home Depots. I know communities like this because we have them in the state of Washington. Or the, or it used to be a state, the separate country of Washington. Bainbridge Island and places like that don't allow chain stores. The San Juan Islands don't allow chain stores. They don't allow big high-rise buildings. And I get it. They're trying to maintain the status of those islands as sort of you know, nature-centered. But not for us. And there's an opposite to this, which is people like Gavin Newsom, who use the influx of illegal immigrants to boost their political numbers, to boost their census numbers, and more, to get federal dollars. Well, we need federal dollars. Look, look, we're overrun. We need federal dollars, all the while milking people in. So here's the NIMBY from Martha's Vineyard. Uh we have, at some point in time, they have to move from here to somewhere else, right? We, we cannot, we don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants. We don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants. Um, I think it was the Daily Caller who put together a little census of open rooms in houses to rent. They, in fact, could have put everybody who showed up, could have had a beautiful bedroom and a beautiful place to stay for only eight, between ten and $2,000 a night. I think the average would have come out to be about $7,000 a night. Well, they had the room. But you can't have those people in those places. Meanwhile, in the separate country of Washington, the separate country of Oregon, the separate country of California. Well, let's take the Santa Monica Pier because most people have seen that on TV. The, the Santa Monica Pier is gone. It's, it's over. You would be suicidal. If you decided to go walk on the beach in Santa Monica, and, and that was iconic. One of the first things I did when I started to hang out in Los Angeles a lot was to jog the beach up to Santa Monica and then jog back on, on the, the trail, the paved trail. That's where Muscle Beach is. 
that's where that there's a very famous sequence in the movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger is celebrating extramarital sex and steroids and smoking pot and being athletically gifted like you wouldn't believe and an incredibly hard worker in the gym. That's down in the Santa Monica beard. That's gone. It is it, the war zone is a cliche, but that's exactly what it is. It's a war zone. You can't spend 10 minutes there without seeing a person attacked. That also used to be beautiful. You don't think the people in Martha's Vineyard are aware of what's going on in these other cities? They're absolutely aware of it, but that's not them. That, that's They're insulated from that. This is Washington, D.C. as well. They're insulated from this. We need to make these people live in the worlds they're creating for others. Here's another idea that Mitch McConnell won't do and Kevin McCarthy won't do. In the modern world, there is simply no reason for these guys to spend most of their time in Washington, D.C. In the modern world where they can do Zoom calls and they could use Gab's video conferencing, they won't, but they could. They could go and spend their time in the district. And if Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy cared a whit about living like the people that they decided to rule rather than to lead, they would create a bill that changes things that members of Congress spend 90% of their time in their districts. But they won't do that because they don't want to do that. They want to be in the power center. They are so utterly insulated from what they do to other people. Kevin McCarthy would have to live among the people where he's allowing this stuff to occur. Mitchell McConnell would too. But it makes perfect sense because there's airplane flights, obviously. There's video sessions, obviously. Oh, and their staff. Most of their staff should have to live in the districts that they are from, supposedly. I would argue that to work for a senator or a congressman, you need to be from the district. You don't get to be a Georgetown college student who's never been to the district they represent, or in the case of a senator, the state. There's lots of ways to make people live in the world they're trying to create for others. The spokeslier for the White House was asked about, how, how is this different from you guys secreting illegal immigrants around the country? And she, she gives, a, in, in defense of spokeslier version whatever, this is the, uh, the spokeslier who gets to have this job because she has um, made the arbitrary decision that she's black and the arbitrary decision that she's a woman and she uh, describes herself as same-sex attracted. Those are her job qualifications, full stop. She reads things from binders. You know this. That's her full qualification for taking your money. In her defense, this is actually a very crisp answer for this version of Spokeslier. It's very different because we're not doing it as a as using migrants as a political pawn. You're not? You are. Worse. Worse than political pawns. You're using them as an instrument to change the attitude of the citizenry of the United States. You're using it as a tool to raid the treasury. You're using it as a cloud piven tool to flood the systems. You're using it to break the back of the United States. If that's not a political pawn, describe to me what it is. And it goes beyond political pawning. It goes into cultural revolution. Here's how. The movements of people into congressional districts without informing the governing bodies there is a restructuring of the entire citizen base inviting in federal services, federal monies. They will then use to invite people who need the federal services and federal monies 
It's the same swindle we've talked about, for instance, with light rail installation. Light rail, if that ever comes to your area, so-called light rail, understand that that is a tool to build liberal leftist corridors into your area. They surround those things with federal housing. Then they fill those federal housing rooms, not with just people from your area. They bring people in because the job is to change the votes. The job is to change the attitudes. The job is to give walking around money to mayors like the corrupt mayor of the city of Boise. Boise is the same approach in Boise, Idaho, that brought Washington State down. They're doing the same thing there. She's corrupting the minds of kids using federal dollars. They're using the same playbook that they always do to attack red states. And a lot of this comes with the shifting of people. And there are the numbers. And the numbers, the, the, the numbers comparisons are stark. Greg Abbott, who started a lot of this busting stuff, has talked about the numbers comparison. We'll address that. We'll address this issue of the census. Then we'll have some fun thinking of some ideas together on how we could do more of this. That is more causing these people to live in the world that they're creating for others or trying to create. Hey, have I told you about the uh, new products at Allen's Artisan Soaps? Um, They put a great bit of work into this for us. They've created something called bundles. So if you're new to Allen's Artisan Soaps and you know the story of a company that exists to help a young man um, who is very high up on the autism spectrum and has a lot of physical health challenges. He just got out of surgery for, I think it's his fifth or sixth surgery, maybe seventh And this was very serious on his spinal column. And boom, right back to work, right back to school. One of the bravest 12-year-olds you're ever going to meet. And it's a template. It's a company that says, hey, look, we can honor the fact that God created Alan. We can honor the fact that he can work. He's creative. He helps us invent soaps. He works every day. So no, we didn't abort him. and, And it's a blessing that we didn't. And... Other companies can do the same thing. You don't need the robot. So the bundles work like this. There's a red, white, and blue bundle. So this is watermelon basil that's red, the white, which is pure, no scent in that, and lavender rosemary, which is blue. It's packaged together for $19.99, and that's a little bit more than 15% off. And remember to use the promo code TODD, T-O-D-D, um, to save 10% on the bundles when, when you use that coupon code at allensoaps.com slash TODD. The next is it's a botanical bundle. This is great gift stuff as we're starting to think about gifts. It's cedarwood jasmine, officially my favorite, lilac applewood, which is officially my, uh, my family's favorite, and lavender rosemary. It's same, same deal, slightly more than 15% off when you purchase this in the package. You take 10% off when using the coupon code TODD at checkout. And then if you are morning summer, And please don't do that cycle of life and all. There's the always summer bundle. It's vanilla lime bar with a watermelon basil. It comes with a sisal pouch for $16.99, 15% less than if you purchased it individually. Again, use the coupon code Todd, T-U-D-D, when you check out. And at allensoaps.com slash Todd, there's all the other products. Always use the coupon code Todd. You always get that 10% off, and in this case, more. And the bundles are fantastic ways to show people what Allen Soaps is. If you've got friends who are pro-life, right, like most of us do, then introduce them to this. If you've got friends whose kids are autistic, well, introduce them to this as a form of possibility for their kids and what their future could look like. It's A-L-A-N-S, allensoaps.com slash Todd. Hey, next hour, we're going to talk about a country where it is illegal to uphold the word of God, increasingly so, uh, but legal to kidnap kids. 
medically kidnap and psychologically kidnap. And in fact, sometimes simply kidnap when you are doing it under the color of the state. And I'm not talking about classic CPS interventions when a child is being hurt or abused or beaten. I'm talking about when a parent says, no, I will not violate the word of God. And if it's not the word of God, I won't violate truth. My daughter is not a boy. Oh, well, we're going to take your kid away. You say your daughter's not a boy. We say your daughter's a boy. We're going to take your kid away until you change your mind, until you get your head right. And so we're going to give you a struggle session. Yeah, that country is the United States. Oh, and it's come straight into red states, like in the state of Idaho, where our pale, ineffective governor of Boise, which is what Brad Little is, he's governor of Boise, just gave 600 million bucks with, by the way, a lot of Republicans agreed to this. 600, no, billion, is that right? No, $600 million to the schools. One of the biggest influxes of cash, and I think it's the biggest in the state of Idaho's history, to a school system that is teaching kids to be confused about their sex. That is teaching kids to use pornography. Not, I didn't, I didn't misspeak. The state of Idaho is spending your tax money to teach kids to use pornography together, I might add. So we'll talk about that next hour. That's another opportunity to invite Brad Little to live in the world he's creating for others. I've got a whole bunch of questions for Brad Little about his personal life, about his sex life. Oh, it's perfectly rational. They've introduced this topic to kindergarten kids. It means they're okay talking about it. Greg Abbott is one of the guys who started this thing with the border. They all are concerned about a few dozen or a few hundred uh, migrants coming to their town, and, and we get that many per hour. So the comparison in numbers is one thing, but the comparison in what they're actually doing is another. And this is something that if Mitch McConnell or Kevin McCarthy cared about, they would talk about. The shifting of political dollars, your dollars, into cities that welcome illegal immigrants. Every time the dictator of Washington state brags about being an open border state, every time he brags about we don't arrest illegal immigrants, or pardon me, we don't charge illegal immigrants with DUIs. We don't communicate with the federal, the feds when an illegal immigrant gets out of jail. We don't put people in jail for longer than 364 days because in the 365th day, it's automatically reported to the federal government that an illegal immigrant is now going, is, has been in 365 days because that that's at the point that you have to go to prison. As they brag about these things, you in Texas are paying for that. You in Iowa are paying the bills for this stuff. It's a reverse instance of what Martha Vineyard's, uh, Martha's Vineyard is doing. And Representative Andy Biggs is all over this because Biggs knows exactly why he's doing this because of the census and how they are using the census to destroy our country. Understands it fully. I realize that a lot of my colleagues don't realize and understand and appreciate what's happening on our southern border. But from October of last year through the end of July, Border Patrol has reported nearly two million encounters along our southern border. That does not include those who entered and have gotten away. Nearly a quarter of the encounters feature a person who had at least one prior encounter in the past 12 months. We as policymakers, if we're going to get policy and data, which was just alluded to by Mr. Connolly, we should have some of the most important data, and that is who is in this country legally and who is a citizen and who is not. Whether someone is a citizen is an important data point that should be recorded on the census and on other federal surveys. It's well past time that Congress direct the Census Bureau to ask this question, like it did for over 100 years. 
This bill is an, instead an attempt to cynically block the inclusion of the citizenship question on the census and seeks to insulate career staff at the Census Bureau from any accountability. This is not, this is not a good bill. And that's the point of so much of this. And it is a political stunt, but it's worse. So how can we take the Martha Vineyard's example, which has been a fantastic example of making the party live for all of 24 hours in the world they're trying to force us to live in? How can we create more examples like this? Well, we've talked about some already, but there's some others. As the party is destroying the government schools, more and more of the people who run the party send their kids to private schools. In fact, it's very rare in Washington, D.C. to run into a congressperson's kid or a senator's kid who attends government schools. And there's a lot of reasons. Oh, it's, it's security. It's OK. Then make the, make the government schools secure. So, number one, if you work in government as a politician, your kids will attend the government schools. Sorry, you're giving up the right to send your kids to private schools. Am I taking away their choice? Sure, I am. That's, but that's the choice they've created for other people. Yes, there is school choice for people who can afford it. Meanwhile, people, all of us are forced to support the government schools. All of us are forced, that is, on people who own property, since it's largely funded by property taxes, We're forced to support these things. And there are people starting to get this. Marsha Blackburn has a bill to decertify the largest of the teachers' unions. That's another approach that's regulatory. I'm talking about common sense approaches. You have created a circumstance where everybody has to pay for the government schools, but only people who can afford it can send their kids to the private schools. You can shift that by simply giving people the money back. The money they would have sent into the government schools goes into their pockets. And until that's the case, everybody in these caucuses, everybody in D.C. sends their kids to the government schools. Why? Because the government schools will change. These congressmen, these senators are not sitting around and showing their kids porn. Well, unless they're the Biden family, in which case it's just family home evening. They're not sitting around and letting their kids' minds rot in schools that do nothing but social justice. They're teaching their kids. And so it's an effort to get these people to live in the world that they're busily creating for the rest of us because that's one potent way to make sure that they want to have a world that works for people because they're going to have to live in it. But there's other approaches. Some of them will make conservatives uncomfortable. There's this phrase on the left called culture jamming. It was invented by a very dangerous and brilliant leftist named Kylie Laysan, who runs an organization called Adbusters. He wrote a book called Culture Jamming. It's very effective, and we need to steal it. We need to steal the idea. Last week, I spoke about uh, people who are confronting that Man, that bothersome 20 pounds or 30 pounds of fat on their body. Sometimes there's things that will unlock something like that. Like, let me give you this example. It's not related to body fat, but it's related to this issue that I've started to have as an older person who likes to exercise a lot of getting like this, this, it's, it's a tightness in my legs, but my legs aren't actually tight because if I stretch them, they're just as mobile as they would be. They just hurt. And I brought this up with a friend of mine who's an expert in the human body. And he said, look, let me show you some stretches you can do. Well, no, I've stretched. He goes, no, 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 no. It's it's not to stretch your legs. It's to sensitize your nerve. You're having a nerve issue. So Ben shows me, actually made videos for me to do. Wouldn't you know it? It unlocks this thing. Something I never thought of. Now, in the case of the unwanted body fat, 20 to 30 pounds, and it's still sticking there, and you're trying to get that off and you've got this goal weight. Hey, this is another way to use soda weight loss. Yeah, I've taken off 150 pounds of unwanted fat. I did that through the discipline of a protocol. My beloved family member is doing the same thing. She's on soda. There's countless 
members of this podcast audience who've had tremendous success with soda weight loss. And that 20 to 30 pounds, sometimes people hear that, well, Herman, you took off 100 pounds, other people taking off 150. I can do the 20 or 30 on my own. Yeah, maybe, but how long have you been trying? If it's become a frustration, and dang it, this just won't come off. I've taken all this other weight. Get in touch with Soda Weight Loss at sodaweightloss.com because in a way similar to Ben unlocking this phenomena with my legs, they can unlock the phenomena of why is that weight sticking to you? If you want it gone, go to sodaweightloss.com, S-O-T-A weightloss.com. And you'll talk with the nutritionist. They'll put together a menu for you. They'll provide you the foods. Horribly important, by the way. If you're hungry trying to take that 20, 30 pounds off, it's not going to happen, just so you know. SodaWeightLoss.com, it stands for state-of-the-art because they are over 7,000 Google reviews, average 4.8 stars out of five. SodaWeightLoss.com. So we need to get to the point of these people having to live in the world they're attempting to create for us. So I've said this a hundred times. I'll say it again. If I get the opportunity to meet with Brad Little in public, I will ask Brad Little specific questions about the types of sex that he has with his wife and other people. I don't know that he's had affairs. I assume he's not, but I'll ask him about it. I have every right in the world to go to a press conference and raise my hands and a hand and ask Brad Little to explain the uh, sex acts that he practices at home. Every right in the world, because he is spending my money to teach kids to watch porn. I've every right in the world to ask Brad Little, what was the last porn website you visited? What did you do while you were there? Every right. He opens the door to this. If you have kids in the Boise schools, in fact, if you have kids in the government schools in the state of Idaho, just know that this stuff is going on. If that's in your school, you have the right to go into your school in a parent-teacher meeting to sit down across from a teacher and say, are you teaching this stuff? And if they do not answer, if they do, if they do not say, absolutely not, I would never teach this to children, it's perverse. If they say anything to dodge it, you then begin asking them about their sex life. You know what? I, 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 I won't say that because that would involve giving money to people. No, nope. we have the opportunity to do this. We have the opportunity to demand anywhere someone issues the phrase BIPOC and run this for the BIPOCs, like, like Martha's Vineyard. It's, it's what did Tucker Carlson say? There's, there's, there's seven people outside of the, uh, for, for, on Martha's Vineyard who were born outside the United States, we get the opportunity to go to places like Martha's Vineyard and demand that they give up their homes right now. Now, I don't think people should have to do that because I believe race is one of the worst inventions in the world that's used to divide people. We know that. But when they wag this around at us, we get the opportunity to say, okay, you go first. You live in the world you're creating. And lawmakers can do this. If you are backing diversity, equity, and inclusion, then start with your job. The first step for people who want hiring codes, that you have to have this percentage of this sort of people, is you start first. This can be applied to any and all legislation. The body demanding the legislation upon others will first institute it themselves. You can have a sweeping policy that way. Okay, you want people to give up um, the, 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 the privacy. <laughs> like this thing the USDA is starting where they want us all to, re <laughs> to register our gardens. I'm not registering our garden. Are you registering yours? Well, then you go first. The people who are calling for police reform in the way of eliminate the police, defund the police, First step, if you are saying defund the police, you agree to pay a $1 million fine if you call 911. Pretty easy. You just agree that if you're calling 911 for yourself because you need help, you're going to pay a $1 million for that phone call. It's a hypocrisy fee. 
You could do this economically. If Mitch McConnell or Kevin McCarthy cared to follow the words of Jesus in relation to there are none greater than the other. This is Luke 22, verses 24 through 30. Dispute arose among them as to which of them was considered the greatest. Jesus said to them, the kings of the Gentiles lorded over them and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors, but you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one at the table or the one who serves? It's not the one who, is it not the one who's at the table? But I'm going among you as one who serves. You are those who stood by me in my trials and I confer on you a kingdom just as my father conferred one on me so that you may eat and drink of my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel And you're to do that by serving instead of being served. Okay, economically. Mitch McConnell loves to talk about economics as he's draining our treasury, as he's taking money from Chinese Communist Party connected companies. Okay, Mitchell. No pensions. All congressional, all senatorial, all federal government pensions are over. Put that bill on the table. But 90% of Americans don't have pensions. They don't get paid to not work. It's only that that they store away in government-approved devices, I might add. Unless you're purchasing land or things like that, in which case there's taxation rules about that. That would be a sweeping way to make sure that these people live in the world they're creating for others. And it's a potent way to have them recognize what they're doing to others. You know that show Undercover Boss? It's a stupid show. It's very predictable. It's hard to watch because it's so predictable. But there's some cool moments in it. This is where the CEO of a company dresses up and gets makeup and is, you know, goes behind the scenes and actually works within their company. I've seen CEOs crack up crying. That, oh my gosh, we're... we're We're so screwed up. I've seen them have to sit with employees who are horrible employees. I thought that this, there's no way this is a real employee. This was at a hardware store. It was, I think it was True Value. And this, this young kid uh, in an urban True Value was, he really knew tools. He he did. He, He knew his job, but he was much more interested in trying to pick up on older women who came into this place. And the CEO saw him do this. And sat him down and said, look, when you first did that, I was going to fire you I, at that moment. And then I saw that you actually know this business. So I'm asking you, will you take me as a mentor? Under the following conditions, you never treat one of my customers that way again. This is not your pickup joint. Will you take me as a mentor? And it was experiencing the world that had been created by their corporate policy that led this CEO to realize that we've also got some incredibly gifted people here. He saw a young man who's working in the warehouse and he learned that that young man didn't have a car. So he had to ride his bike to work and he rode his bike for an hour to work and an hour back and work for him began about 4.30 in the morning. He learned that he had attended college at one point, but had to drop out because he didn't have the money. He learned that he had a criminal past, but is absolutely 100% committed to changing that. And then he worked with this, this young man in the warehouse and this young man kicked his tail in terms of efficiency and movement and was talking to the CEO dressed up as like an, a longer haired, older guy telling him, brother, you got to move faster, man. We, this, they expect this stuff. If we don't get this stuff, our stores run out of stuff. Our customers won't have product they need. You have to move more quickly. Let me show you how to move more quickly. And he was on him. And the CEO came back and sat down with that young man and said a bunch of things. Number one, I'm giving you a car. Not, not, because, not because I feel sorry for you, because I'm impressed at the way you work in our company. I'm giving you a car. I'm giving you money to complete college. And this young man said, no, no, no. He said, no, it's over. It's not debatable. You're getting it. And we're going to take care of some of the medical needs. And by the way, we're going to go ahead and pay off that debt on your house. 
We're going to do this because of what I observed in you. So this goes both ways. But right now, the people of Martha's Vineyard are the people of D.C. They are the funders of the party. They have shown us the level of seriousness they have in terms of we're a sanctuary island. No, you're not. 24 hours, they're sent to a military base. There are people who are beginning to get this. There are young people who are beginning to get this and they refuse to act the victim. They've seen the world that the party's trying to create. This is a young woman who's a math major. She's sitting in a college classroom and as she's speaking, there's heads nodding. Because people know, everybody knows that the social justice posing is just that. I'm a math major, so I'm a STEM major. And in my school, they're starting to bring in social justice into STEM. And I already, I've talked to the school and with my department, and I'm like, why are you doing this? Why are you bringing in something in something that has to do with social justice that has nothing to do with STEM? And they, the excuse that they want, that they bring to me is because of minorities, poor minorities. I'm a minority, I'm Hispanic and I am a woman. And I'm like, I'm not a victim and I don't need you to feel sorry for me. We don't need social justice. And they keep telling, and they keep saying, this is oh, part. yes, we do because we're a social justice school. That is what we do. And if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. You can leave. And, and, and. They, I, I am, my concentration is in teaching. An advisor, listen, told me this. I told her, I'm not a bad person. I actually care about the education system and getting, you know, getting, make, making sure that minority students actually get into STEM. That's my mission and my purpose. And I'm like, I'm not a bad person. You know what she told me? She told me this. Oh, we don't know that yet. <laughs> she told me not the, she told me this not once, two times, two times in different locations. You know, something, we don't need social justice at all. She's seen it. She's seen the world they want to create. She has been told they don't know that she's a good person yet. Why? Because she hasn't yet taken the need to the party. She's seen it. She's experienced it. We need more people to see and experience what the party intends for them. And we need to do one other thing. We need to be the ones who live the values we talk about and people need to see it in us. When we live the values that we explain and that we tout as Christian conservatives, people will notice a difference. And that's the hardest thing, particularly as we're watching our country be attacked. I don't know about you, but I find that to be the single most difficult thing that we do. And yet I'm watching it bear fruit. There's a guy that I get to mentor. And he is, in his heart, he is probably someone who should have been a business owner. At his intelligence level. He's intensely smart. He has an incredible work ethic. And he's made some significant problems, uh, challenges, uh, mistakes in his life. Significant. I had to pray very, very hard about taking this guy on in a mentoring position. And I now consider him a friend. And that thrills me. I look forward to our times when we get together. I just like to hear what's going on with him. He's not yet turned things around financially. It's very, very hard when you've spent the sort of time he has away from society. But he made an incredible first step. Now, he knows the Lord. And near as I can tell, he practices godly behaviors in this halfway house in which he lives. He's come to me and said, hey, I'm having a real problem, a real challenge with the guy in the house. He's provoking me, trying to get me to fight him or trying to get me to, well, be owned by him. He shared this with me as a brother would share it. And he treated this 
the way the Lord Jesus would treat it, not the way the world bosses treat it. Not to put himself above. Recently, he became the manager of his halfway house. Now, to you and I, maybe that doesn't sound like a big deal, but to me, it was the biggest of deals. He's leading other people. He's responsible for who stays and who goes. He's responsible for the safety of the house. To helping to make sure that the house is kept in safe order. He's the person they go to now if there's a dispute between house members and it's a packed house. That's a bunch of money he doesn't have to pay per month, by the way, to live there. A bunch of money that he's putting away in savings to get his own place. I got to celebrate with a brother the first time that man has ever been given the opportunity to lead ever, ever. Rarely have I seen a man take it more seriously. I was so proud of him because, yeah, he said, I'm scared. I'm very nervous about this. This is a big deal. This is people's lives. About six months ago, he shared with me that I was the first person who ever bought him clothes. I said, well, your, your parents? He said, no, no. My parents never bought me clothes. I never had anything but a hand-me-down, and they had the money. They bought themselves clothes, but not me. I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. That wasn't my money. It's the Lord Jesus' money. I'm saying it because a simple act of 100 bucks at Ross Dress for Less was a demonstration that, brother, I don't put you above me or me above you. Brother, I see us as the same. Struggling people. When we undertake that in genuine sense, we are the opposite of the Martha Vineyards lady. We do it within the bounds of the law. I'm never to give that guy cash and I won't. It's agreement I have with the organization with which I work. I'm never to give him cash and I won't break those rules. Let us be the opposite of the Martha Vineyards woman. Let us live in the world we're trying to create forever while we go to politicians and give them the opportunity to enjoy living in the world they're creating for us, up to and including asking Brad Little detailed section, uh, questions about his sex life, up to and including asking his wife the same. Sure, it's her husband. They get to live in the world they're creating for the rest of us, or they can change the world they're creating for the rest of us. And yes, I'll pray for Brad Little and his wife. This is the Todd Hermer Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind. And let's study that word abiding. I'm only now beginning to understand the true application of what it is to abide in the Lord Jesus.